1: and 365-day returns.
2: Hello, Buglers. It's producer Chris here. Now, unless you've been living in, say, the desert, you might have noticed it's World Cup time. Given all the hoo-ha around events in Qatar, let's start the week with a trip to more innocent times and the World Cup that introduced the Vuvuzela to the world. But more importantly, introduced some iconic Zortzman commentary. Here's Bugle 118 from 2010, unofficially titled The Cheating Little Shit.
1: Top story this week, England versus the USA. Oh, it's on, Andy. It's all like Donkey Kong. <laughs> the old rivals, the student and the teacher, the father figure and the rebellious son. The old world versus the new world. Good versus pure evil. The what priest, a game! The priest against the chorister. What a game! Tomorrow, June the 12th, we'll finally decide who is the better nation between the two, who has the better citizens, and who will become the legal territory of who for the next four years. <laughs> There's a nice little subtext to it, adding a little spice. And many thanks to uh, David Cameron and Obama. <laughs> for just injecting that extra amount there. It's the only way Americans are going to care about this game. Man. <laughs> it's the only way. Do they not care, John? I mean, how big is the World Cup stateside? Well, I, think they, I think they're going to care until the US get knocked out. And I think they're definitely going to care for the England-USA game. It's on ABC, it's on network television as well mm. as ESPN here. And I think, I think it's going to be a big deal. You know, we've done our part. On the Daily Show, uh, my boss is a huge football fan, and yeah. uh, you know we've been trying to, to cycle, so, you know really get people involved. I don't know if Daily Show viewers are natural yeah. soccer fans, yeah. But uh, you know we're trying our best. We've even we've we recorded three possible uh, chats for uh, next Monday because I won't be there. I'll still be in South Africa yeah. based on the three results. And I've got to say that even when doing them, I was getting really excited during the win. I was absolutely devastated after. I'm not. Listen, I'm not an actor, Andy. But <laughs> well, in know. many ways, neither is Your my. Your Wikipedia
0: boss. entry would yeah. dispute that. I
1: don't think either me or John Stewart are particularly great actors, <laughs> and yet look, we we're both very easily able to channel very deep, profound emotions. Necessary. <laughs> Just shows how deep this runs. Um, uh, for me, Andy, I guess this is the thing: the, the stakes simply could not be higher. If England lose. I just don't see how I'm going to be able to go back to my office. It would be hell. My yeah. boss will make my life a living misery. The entire studio crew will be uh, 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 waiting to start a period of round-the-clock laughter into my face for the next six months. <laughs> they, they've organised it. They're going to be sleeping in shifts to ensure no break or interruption. Uh, also, uh, because of uh, The Daily Show, I've done the worst possible thing, and spent a couple of days at the US training camp talking to the players, right. many of whom now I really genuinely like. Right. Jonathan Spector <laughs> yeah. is an incredibly nice guy. I see you've made a real mistake it's, it's terrible. Stuart yeah. Holden's also great. And, you know, yeah. Everyone I spoke to was friendly, with no ego, more than willing to put up right. with my shit. See, and that's does... what they want you to think, John. That's how
0: they weaken you in a
1: war. Oh, that's... Yeah. This is exactly what I need to hear, Andy. It's classic wartime tactics, John. This is not because it does. I just feel like it's taking a bit of edge away from the game. game. for me, it's taken a bit of my edge yeah. away. And of course, yeah. that should all disappear when I'm in Rustenburg. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. You now, when I'm there and I'm thinking about the personal consequences I will suffer should England lose, I need to psych myself up for it.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, that's that's the key when you're watching a game like that. You've got to be 110
0: uh, percent mentally ready to watch it.
1: I mean, I don't want to. Uh... I don't want to get carried away here, Andy. But let's make sure we keep this in perspective. It's sport. But you know, were England to win this game, it would be a fitting answer to both the Boston Tea Party and the War of Independence. Right. No more, but certainly no less.
0: <laughs> well, of course, I mean, it's the latest in a series of classic Anglo-America confrontations, dating back to the uh, score draw between Johnny Smith and Pocahontas. Uh, Pocahontas, I'll do no such thing. I'm a gentleman as he's young enough to be my daughter. far as you say, the War of Independence. Let's call that one a draw. With yeah. hindsight. I mean, yeah. sure, we got booted out a bit, but they had to take our language, political system and place names with the yeah. odd tweak, so we basically won. It's, it was a draw. Yep. Back in 1950, uh, last time England and America met in a World Cup, well, you don't need me to tell you what the result was, uh, <laughs> unless you don't know in which case. You still don't need me to tell you. You might want me to tell you, but you'll probably be able to piece your lives back together eventually from the temporary despair of me not telling you, but I will tell you, <laughs> so calm down. <laughs> America f***ing won! As yes. the headline... in the. Sports page at the time said at the time, yeah, one nil England with legends of the game such as Stanley Matthews and the team went down one nil to a winning goal scored by a lad called Joe uh, Joe uh, Joe, who you may well ask, well exactly, England are back in the World Cup this year. But where is Joe Gaetans now, John? Yeah, well he died in suspicious circumstances in the 1960s. That's where he is. <laughs> so I mean it's a slightly irrelevant point. But um, basically, what well, I don't know, no one really knows because England were pretty strong then, and it was was basically viewed as the biggest national humiliation since the Romans tricked everyone into painting themselves blue. It was it was that bad, it was that bad. I mean, you've you've seen the American squad close up, John. I mean, they must be absolutely shitting themselves.
1: Well, they're not. Uh, so. They're were, they were also playing mind games with the Andy. Courtney pointing out, well, all the pressure's on England, isn't yeah. it? You know, no one expects us to win.
0: But we've got Matthew Upson in our squad,
1: John. Well, we have the fearsome Matthew Upson. Yeah. You're right, and God, it's like, I mean, he's a Trojan horse, that guy. Yeah. And, you know, he has lots of Greeks inside. Him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> really? Well, that that is exciting news. Um, England controversially left out the uh, young Arsenal speedster Theo Walcott from their yeah. squad despite him having played really well in a game nearly two years ago. Yeah. Uh, after w- when was that not enough? <laughs> <laughs> after much speculation over how manager Fabio Capello, whose name in Italian translates as the Randy Pomegranate, uh, would break the news of the players. It transpired that he did show by, by means of a game of charades, oh, yeah. turns out. Yeah. So, um, uh, And in, this ca- in Walcott's case, it went, right, three words. Uh, it's a film, no, a bu- book, a uh, managerial decision. Right, third word, one <laughs> syllable, sounds like... Flashed? No? Exploded? Look. Popped. Oh, sounds like popped. Oh, is it dropped? Yeah yes, I got it! Dropped! Oh. Oh. <laughs> so that's how we, cause it... Because it's always difficult, you know, you've got to lighten the tension of a situation like that, John. So uh,
1: He's such an interesting man, That's man. how he did it, yeah. I mean, how is the uh, notoriously balanced British tabloid press dealing with this upcoming game, Andy, because usually they find some way to inject uh, xenophobia, casual racism and jingoistic historical references into any game that England play. Has the the back page of The Sun had Wayne Rooney using Abraham Lincoln's head as a coffee table or Frank Lampard using the corpse of Betsy Ross as a draft (laughs) excluder? Well,
0: I think so, John. I mean, I don't, I don't read the tabloids, but I think it's safe to assume that either they have been doing that or they've been thinking about it, which is basically the
1: same. Right. So, um, when it's we, big stuff, big English stuff. people really care about football. I guess that's what, I mean, lots of these, bu- bu- lots of the buglers are, are maybe not going to understand too much about football. Later on, we'll talk about some of the great moments in the World Cup that you can look up on YouTube, it won't let you down. David Platt's goal would be a good example, Andy. You type yeah. in David Platt and Belgium, you'll see an absolutely fantastic goal, and you can see that and imagine at that very second Andy Zaltzman saying F*** yeah" <laughs> shocked parents, and uh, me in Bedford just jump bouncing. I just couldn't stop bouncing yeah. around the room, just jumping constantly, jumping. Or oh, there was too much joy in my system, yeah. and too many trampolines in your living room. Uh, but you know, Americans do care about their version of football as well. A U.S. man, famous uh, famously last year, offered a testicle. For tickets to the Super Bowl. Uh, he right. put an advert on Craigslist that said, uh, well-travelled, well-maintained, larger-than-average left testicle <laughs> that's been in use for 22 years. So I don't know if he got those tickets or right. if he still has that testicle. But you, know, <laughs> you just want Americans to care that much about real football yeah. as well. Uh-huh. It's a gift. The world. You, don't need to, you don't even need to care all year round. Obviously, yeah. you should. But you don't need to. But come on. It's the World Cup. You're the only nation on earth that doesn't think this is the most important thing in their lives at the moment.
0: Now time for the first in the Bugle classic World Cup commentaries. And the BBC have very generously let us delve into their archives. And uh, this one comes from the 1954 World Cup final between uh, Germany and Hungary. And uh, here we hear BBC commentator Dralston Crandling.
3: It's Germany 2, Hungary 2, with six minutes remaining. Here come the Germans. The ball falls to Iran. He shoots. Oh, f**k, it's gone in! Shit it! The crabs are going to win the World f**king Cup! Ball sacks! I lost half a leg in the war thanks to these guys! How much are these cheating f***ers paying a rep? Well, if there's ever been a more obvious miscarriage of justice, I haven't seen it. Shit bad, McGonagall's. I'm out of here.
0: And this classic commentary comes from 1986. Mexico, quarter-final England against Argentina. Diego Maradona, minutes after punching the ball into the net with one of the most impressive pieces of volleyball ever seen on a football pitch, picked up the ball just inside his own half with the whole of the England team lined up in front of him. Here's ITV's man on the mic at the time, Pernell Hinge. (laughs) Maradona gets the ball now, the cheating little shit What are you going to do? Punch it in from the halfway line, you
3: prick He turns now, kick the f***er Past Beardsley, whack him you loser Past Hodge, what part of kick that bastard of the balls are you struggling to understand, Hodge? Past Reed. nail him, f***ing nail him He's up to Fennec now, come on Terry, put him in a body bag F***ing f***ing Shit, he's passed f***ing Butcher as well F***ing twat him Terry, just something to beat now Take his f***. F***ing Peter! I don't give a f- if he scores! F***ing ruined him! Oh, look, it's in! Oh, no, it's
0: in! 2-0! Oh, that was a tremendous goal by the little magician, Laurie McMenemy. Have you ever seen anything like that?
3: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: I'm crying. Oh, my God. Is that... Actually, you say you're oh. crying. I, I, I remember that's the first time I think I cried at sport when England lost that. I remember, I, was, I think I was uh, 11 years old. Wept, salt tears when England went out. Because Lineker missed that. F***ing open goal header at the end. She's only still got a career in television, is that right? Is that right?
2: How good was that? Andy has a beautiful mind. More of the good stuff tomorrow. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall.